Hey, LT, you there? Uh, am I the only one in here? What, what is going? Okay, chat. If like, if we're uh, if we're if we're failing right now, let let us know in the chat. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, so T's having audio. Oh my god. T and I are gonna have to do a sound test and like figure out what is going on with his uh, with his sound every single time we try to host this show. But uh, yeah, he's got a bit of a sound problem right now. We're gonna be uh, changing wires, but. Anyway, I uh, just want to uh, thank everyone for dropping by. Um, we were supposed to be doing, um, we were supposed to be doing a league of their own, and I was actually really looking forward to it. The problem was because my kids, it's their first week of school this week, uh, and I intend, like, I only got to watch the first couple of episodes last week, and it was just like way too difficult for me to get time in to watch the rest. Uh, and then I was going to try and cram in the last couple of days, but. Um, extenuating circumstances prevented that from happening. So we're going to go ahead and push that till next week. So for now, we're going to watch, or we're going to talk about episode three of G-Hulk, which what I've gotten at this point is that the show has, like, it's already plateaued. It's not going to get any better than where it is now. Um, during the first week, uh, people were talking about, well, you know, there's, there's a lot left for the show to explain. Maybe Jennifer Walters uh, comes across like she's lecturing to Bruce but we'll find out a little bit. Maybe it's possible we can find out a little bit more about Bruce over the course of the show. I was incredibly uh, cynical about that. Like, I was very skeptical that was going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I think, like, where we are, we're going to figure out that we, it's, the show has pretty much figured out it's, it's, it's already hit its stride. And there's, there's nothing left to be expected. It's, it's just going to be a dumb show, unfortunately. Um, not only a dumb show, but one that, like, destroys its yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here. Um, I, I forgot to flick a switch, so yeah, that was my fault. But um, yeah, you know, it's kind of. I wasn't planning to come back to the show uh, until the end of the season because I feel like too little happens for it to be like an episode by episode type of show. But uh, you know, since we weren't able to get League of Their Own in, you know, I figured there was enough bad stuff in this one episode. Uh, you know, to kind of talk about it because it was the Megan the Stallion episode, but it's oh definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not a show that I, you know, just to let people know we're not going to review the show episode by episode. I just think it's this, this is one thing that this show kind of made me realize, right? Just in a bigger picture, is you know I try not to think too much about the people. Like I don't know much about Jessica Gao, except the one thing that I've come to the conclusion of is that Pickle Rick, I remember it being a pleasant enough episode. I wasn't like a Rick and Morty fanatic. I wasn't, you know, super into the episode or anything. I binge watched Rick and Morty and it was okay. It was a little bit annoying after a while, but I'm convinced it must be a really bad episode if I rewatch it again, because I just cannot <laughs> picture this person writing... Like, I just want to go back to the episode and watch it in more detail because um, she's just not a very good writer. And I read her, when I watch her interviews, I've become kind of obsessed with her interviews. And she's just like, in a bigger picture, I just kind of realized there's a lot of people who seem like they're good 
at getting work and impressing the right people and getting hired and being in the right place at the right time, but they don't human very well. You know, like they only kind of really know how to kind of be around other people, like like other metropolitan progressives. You know, like that's the only kind of people whose language they can speak is uh progressive people from metropolitan areas. I've heard her like on different podcasts and stuff and she doesn't realize that Jennifer Walters is annoying in a way that makes me think she must not realize when she herself is being annoying. Like, and, but it's not just her. It's a lot of these shows. People just, the person they always write to be the person that the audience likes is always the most annoying person on the show. And I'm like, you must be like this in your regular life. You must be consistently annoying and just not, not know it. Just nobody, you know what nobody I mean? Tells you. Nobody tells you. Yeah. Oh no, people tell them all the time. They just, there's this count who tells them. I mean like these people, when they tweet, oh, okay. they get told. People, people with enough like power or connections to yeah. get them to change their behavior. There aren't people around them exactly. that could say you're fucking annoying that they'll actually listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because all the people who they respect are people who are as annoying as them. Because those right. are the people with the uh, power these days. You know who was actually the the progenitor of that, in my opinion, was uh, Jessica Williams from The Daily Show. Oh, interesting. I wouldn't have gone there. Um, tell me more. Remember that movie? Okay, remember she did a movie. That oh, was oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, Jessica James. Movie, yeah, you're right. How, like, Okay, remember in the movie, like, the her character in the movie was just a complete self-insert. Like, it was just Jessica Williams, right? And um, in the movie, she, like, talked, like, she would consistently say, like, she would consistently reaffirm how awesome she is. So, like, she's like... And she, and she would have other characters keep saying how awesome she was on top of that. But she would call herself awesome, and other characters would call her awesome. And yeah, Jessica Walters yeah, yeah. Does, 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 both of those happen here, too. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and... She also had very sort of niche interests, including I, I know that like 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 theater is not a niche interest, but you can tell it's just a very important interest to Jessica Williams herself. And then I forget the name of the like the theater actress that she met, like this black theater actress that she meets in the course of the movie. Um, and it was like this like this huge meaningful moment, and you could tell that like. It was intent, like the audience. It was intended for the audience to take it as really meaningful that she got to meet her um, Broadway heroine. But that that actress wasn't that theater actress was not mentioned enough during the course of the movie to really make it meaningful. So when it shows up, it kind of lands flat. It's like, okay, I barely even know who this person is. Like, it's meaningful to you, but it's not meaningful to me. Well, one of the problems is these people all write for each other, like other metropolitan progressives. So. The people yeah. she's writing for know who it is. I can't remember, but was it Audrey McDonald? Do you, do you remember? I think it might. I don't remember all that. I feel like she's the most popular one that most basic people would know. So I feel like... Um, because these people don't really have deep uh, interests. So nothing's ever a deep cut. And Audrey McDonald is like, you know, out of Broadway people, out of black Broadway people is the most yeah. kind of mainstream there is. So I'm going to Google it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably yeah, her. So- I, I say all that to say, like, I feel like Jessica Williams was sort of the progenitor for the, like, the self-insert, um, like, you know, upper middle class, metropolitan, uh, like, media writer that 
you, you would you would assume that they actually have some sort of talent or like standout ability to get to where they are and it's like no they're actually just there because they're really good at networking but i mean to a degree that is an ability i mean i know people who are pretty talented but are just not no networking is a talent but it's not an artistic talent it's like a social talent yeah exactly exactly it's also it's not so so and it's another kind of realize it's not so much a skill as it is uh what do you call it? It's like an endurance. They, it, it's like a, it's more like a bravery thing. Like you know, like um, a shamelessness. That's that's what it is. More than an actual like craft or a talent. Because when you see these people, they're not very good socially. You know what I mean? So it's not like the networking comes from being very charming or charismatic. charismatic it's yeah. it's more like a shamelessness. Like a um. They are like human spam bots. They will, you know, shamelessly reach out to people, keep coming. Yeah, plug themselves, get into yeah. these like uh, these like um, I don't know, like these uh, these these closed groups and like promote each other's stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But one, but one thing with this show is um, the thing. The thing with the show that I find so interesting is how unsubtle it is so basically you know she has herself like is it because i'm better uh meaning i'm better right you know you seen all this stuff yeah, to yeah, bruce yeah. in the first episode and yeah. i'm like this is so annoying but i know this person i've dealt with people like this in workplaces and stuff and a lot of people have met this person and it makes you think just like a guy must be this person you know but she has no idea that that's that's annoying you know because you know people probably don't tell her because you know people who are most annoyed by it or she does it to are probably like, like you know beneath her you know um she probably doesn't act that way to people above her but she has other people also just saying oh, oh my god jen you're so great you know like her paralegal and stuff but similarly she tries to do the same thing with people you're not supposed to like where she makes them just kind of cartoonish and everyone else just saying how much they suck so that other guy um the other guy, the uh, first off, his last name is Bukowski, which is so clearly a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Charles Bukowski. You know, just in case you don't know, he's supposed to be misogynist. His last name Bukowski. Should have made his first name um, like um, Foster. Foster, Foster Wallace. Yeah, Foster Wallace yeah. Bukowski or something like that. Just to really Twitterify the um, idea that he's that kind of guy. Um, but ironically. He's actually like the best character because he actually has a personality because she puts they put the most effort into him. Um, because one thing I noticed about these people, because they're afraid of kind of exposing themselves, their self inserts are oddly underdeveloped because they don't really want to put too much of themselves and they just want to be effortlessly awesome. But their enemies, they're very willing to just really be detailed about how awful they are so her her awesomeness is very kind of generic and passing and automatic and passive whereas his awfulness every second even though it's cartoonish and bad ironically he ends up having the strongest personality because he's the one that they're most unafraid to just cut loose with even if they can't do it with any kind of skill or craft 
Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree on that. So like to, to go over the, uh, the episodes details, cause I think that we sometimes don't do very well at that. So it's, um, picking up from the, the last episode where, uh, it, it's shown on like mainstream TV that Emil Blonsky, AKA abomination broke out of prison and he was in some underground fight club. So if you watch, if you watch the movie Shang-Chi and stick a pin in this one, if you watch uh, Shang-Chi and, and the, the 10 rings, um, you'll be familiar with the fight scene where Wong uh, is like he's seen in Kowloon um, fighting with uh, Abomination inside like in a, in a cage match. And then after the fight's over, Wong basically is able to defeat Abomination by using the sling ring to open a portal so that when Abomination tries to punch him, um, his fist goes through the portal and then comes out the other side and punches himself in the face by accident, like completely knocking himself out. Uh, and then uh, he ends up back inside the prison. And so uh, Jessica Walter now has an added headache in uh, playing the part of his uh, defense attorney because the entire world knows that he actually ended up breaking out of prison. And she was under the impression that he was not going to turn into the abomination again. So at the same time, um, one of her, uh, her, her, her former colleague, that Bukowski guy, uh, is at her firm's office. He's, he's talking to her boss because he had a date with somebody that he thought was Megan the Stallion, but it turns out to be some sort of like meta-human type person with shape-shifting powers. And so the person that he was on a date with looked like Megan the Stallion, but she drove a Volkswagen Passat. So that was kind of the joke at his expense. Is like you thought that was Megan the Stallion, multi-millionaire, world worldwide known Grammy award winner and she drove a Passat. So the, the B plot basically is that is, is how to um, like the, the B plot was how to resolve this issue of this, uh, the shapeshifter going around impersonating other people. So uh, the, it's not the, like the B plot is not really that important. I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, but the long and short of it is that like Wong shows up at the office in the nick of time to save her from the conversation from with her former colleague and Wong basically says, oh, yeah, I needed to break Abomination out of prison in order to uh, conduct that fight because it was the test that I needed to pass in order to become Sorcerer Supreme. Now, I don't know where in the Doctor Strange lore there's, there's anything said about having to defeat an enemy to become Sorcerer Supreme, especially breaking somebody out of prison in order to do that. But that's just sort of like left hanging in the air. Uh, so he you know, basically says, oh, you know, like, uh, let the parole board know that the Sorcerer Supreme needed abomination to be broken out of prison for that fight. And that um, if there's any responsibility, it's mine. He's about to get up and leave. And Jessica is like, well, that's, that's not going to be good enough. Like, you actually have to testify to this. Like, you, you have to take responsibility for it in front of them. You can't just give your say so. And then we go. Fast forward to the, uh, the hearing. Um, Jessica and Emil are having a conversation about, uh, in front of the, uh, the parole board, uh, about his ability to control his transformations and that, uh, he's not a danger to the public because he can control the transformations without completely hulking out and that he promises that he's not going to transform in front of other people. Um, he then shows that he has control over his ability to transform by turning into the abomination while he's inside his enclosed glass prison, his transformation actually ends up 
like scaring the parole board because he becomes like, you know, nine feet tall, bumps his head on the ceiling. Uh, and he's just like this gigantic hulking creature. Um, and even though he transforms back immediately, it causes such a ruckus that it looks like things are not going to go well for Jessica's defense of him. And then Wong shows up and basically takes responsibility in front of the parole board. Uh, and then after having done that and with Emil having shown that he's capable of keeping his uh, temper under control, they add a provision that he has to use a uh, some sort of a device that restrains his ability to transform, so an inhibitor of some type, which, again, as I mentioned, breaking the plot as you go along or breaking the canon that you already just made, we don't actually even see the inhibitor on screen. They just talk about the inhibitor, and it's it's it, like they come up with the inhibitor like on the spot. Like It, it just shows up immediately. Um, and that's her successful defense of Emil, is that he will be allowed on parole as long as he wears the inhibitor at all times. And that's it. That's pretty much the episode. Tia, let me know if there's anything that I missed. Tia, you still there? Tia, you having technical difficulties? Oh my god, this guy. No, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Um, no, there was also the trial with the guy Dennis and what was happening with, with him, where Dennis, I think... I don't think you said the, the Dennis part where well, well Dennis is a douchey lawyer at her old her old DA's office where yeah. you know um they win the, they win the case by proving that he was dumb enough to fall for um the fraud and it's one of the worst written pieces of courtroom stuff I've ever seen in my life it makes zero sense I mean we're going to yeah pretty... we're going to get to that in a second yeah yeah, yeah, both of them are pretty bad as um, court stuff. But one thing I'll say really quick is just makes no sense. For some reason, they keep calling into to attention conflicts of interest just to not do anything about them. Or sometimes it doesn't call to, to attention at all. So, okay, he tried to kill your cousin, the abomination. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. You're going to represent him anyway. Okay. Uh, this guy used to work for... Uh, where you used to work, but you're gonna defend him. Like nobody would do that, you know. But uh, yeah, she 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 gets out of it because the guy Dennis says, "Oh no, I don't want her to um, defend me." But then later, she goes and testifies on his behalf, which is even worse. Like there's no, like she's testifying on his behalf as his ex coworker, and she's also an attorney at the new place. That is representing him. So that's a double conflict of interest. Why would anybody believe her? And she's giving hearsay stuff that cannot be independently uh, corroborated. Yeah. So, so, so this is this is part of the problem in this um, um, show, right? Is that I was watching these interviews, and Jessica Gow and company said, "Yeah, originally the abomination story was supposed to last like about like four or five episodes. It's going to be an ongoing plot." And then they realize, you know what? We don't actually know how to write courtroom scenes. We don't actually know anything about law. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. She actually admitted that? Oh, yeah, she, she, she admitted it. That's the craziest yeah, part. Because I wanted yeah, to she... ask you about the – because the courtroom scenes were so bad that like, – because I'm not a lawyer. But, like, they were so terribly written that me, even me, a casual, noticed how bad they were. I was just going to say it's beyond um, – 
the, the specific stuff that a lawyer recognized. Like to me, it was just common sense stuff that, you know, they were just not getting at all. It just made no, like, first off, the fact that it went to trial so fast, you show up to in front of a judge. Uh, hey, so we're going to go to trial. Uh, what do you think, judge? Yeah, it's good to go to trial. And then the next day they're in trial. <laughs> it doesn't work that way at all. They're doing yeah. motions in person on the spot, you know, instead of with papers. It, like, it just makes no sense. But there's two things that amazes me about it. Well, three things. First, why were you hired? Like, you're making it seem like you were hired just because you're a woman, right? Because right. if um, for them to just hire an all-female writing staff and then they're not actually qualified to do any of the stuff that the show is about, right? Um, so then there's scenes where they have um, Jessica Walters walking around saying, oh my God, these old men are just going to think I was hired just because I'm a She-Hulk, and that really sucks. And I'm like, okay, this is you talking about yourself. You think people can be think that you're higher places because you're a woman, but you're not making a good case for it by, just, by admitting you don't actually know anything about, you know, you, you just, because her first job that was her, her biggest claim to fame was the Rick and Morty thing. And this is not me speculating. It's an open fact. It's an openly known thing. Uh, Rick and Morty got into a lot of trouble for having like all male writers and they promised to start having female writers. So she and one other woman were the people that were hired in response to the criticism. So she was actually hired before specifically because she's a woman. So I think that's why she kind of put that in there about, you know, cause the character is such, she couldn't write about herself. Right. So yeah. that's the first thing. Second thing, in what kind of universe do you just admit that you didn't, that you're not qualified for, for your job? Like, I think it's like a weird kind of entitlement to just think that, you know, that's not a that's not a bad look. Like like uh Like I would never if I didn't know how to write courtroom scenes, I would spend a very long time talking to lawyers and also watching how courtroom scenes are written in film. Yes, that's number three. Because number two was admitting it, but number three, not doing anything about it. Just being like, Well, uh, uh, what can I do? <laughs> well, I just I guess I guess I'm just not gonna write the courtroom scenes, or I'm not gonna make an effort. Like that's insane to me. Like like the first you know, admit that you were not qualified for the job, number number two. But number three, like like you just said, not even make an effort once you realize you're unqualified. Yeah. But, 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 but that's another thing. How do you not realize you're unqualified until you actually start do, doing it? It's just, you know, like, like I know I can't write a scene about outer space before you you would hire me to do a space show. Like, you know, it, it just seems weird that they just started just doing it. And then they realized that... that they don't know what they're talking about, which is uh, in insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I wanted your input, but it's on the, uh, the courtroom related scenes. Um, it, it didn't seem to me like they quite knew what to do with them. And it, I, I'll almost say it was almost like, uh, watching like a, a high school production of a courtroom drama. Like I almost wanted to fast forward past the court scenes because I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is fucking ridiculous." But again, I'm just a casual. Like I'm not a lawyer myself, so I just wanted to get a sense from you. Like, I know that we're we're clear that the courtroom scenes were not realistic, but how how bad were they? Because to me, they were like probably the worst courtroom scenes I've ever seen. It's okay to not be realistic. Most of them aren't. You know, they have artistic license because you know it just wouldn't be exciting. I mean. 
J- I don't expect drama, like, but but, but I don't but expect, this is no, I don't expect realism. What I'm saying though yeah, is yeah. that like, even from the perspective of um, like taking the artistic license to speed up the courtroom scenes or to like to distill them so that they can actually fit into a half an hour show. Yeah. The problems like, are well even, beyond it's, that. It's worse than like Night Court. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Night Court was actually way more realistic than this. You know, you know, like, uh, no, no, no. This is like beyond. No, the only reason I said that because you know the people who defend the show, they was like saying, well, well, none of it's realistic. You know, no courtroom. I like, no, no. This is next level. This is like basic, basic like common sense, uh, stuff. Like, like for example, the you can't throw out a whole case just based on somebody, one person just testifying, well, hey, I personally know, none of this can be proven, this person is really stupid. Oh, 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 by the way, I worked with them before, you know, so, because yeah. these, these people don't know if you're friends, you know, like, we the audience know she doesn't like him, but also, she works for the new firm that's that's representing him, so she has a double conflict of interest, so they're going to throw out a whole case just based on uh, what she said, but the second thing is, that's not a standard to dismiss like like fraud the intent to commit fraud is what makes it fraud not the gullibility of the victim yeah you know like um if you misrepresented yourself by accident but you had no intent to commit fraud right it was just a total accidental um thing and you were had a certain understanding the fact that the person misunderstood you I mean, if you think about it for a second, right? Like, like, say you said something, like, um, yeah, I um, can't wait. I I can't wait to, um, you know, do. I can't wait to to give you a whole lot of dough, you know. And then um, the person's like, oh wow, this is great. I'm gonna um, go buy something that I can't refund because it didn't give me a lot of dough. And then you show up to the house with a bunch of, like, uh, you know, dough for making yeah, bread. Yeah, cookie dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie dough. Picture if someone could just say, hey, because I was stupid enough to think that he was bringing a bunch of money instead of cookie dough, you cannot prosecute Q for fraud. Yeah. That's that's basically what it, what they did in this in, in, in this show. Like, like, the stupidity of somebody into believing something is not what not an fraud, absolute defense. Yeah, yeah. There's not what fraud is 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 built on. You know, it makes yeah. it makes zero it makes zero sense. You would still have to do so much more of the Based case. Based on intent to deceive. Yeah, yeah. So, so they didn't establish any intent to deceive on the part of the woman. Like you know, you know what I mean. And yeah, yeah. Because the whole point what they're saying was that only a moron would believe that that was Megan the stallion that she must have been doing some that there must be some kind of consensual role play she could still say hey i still thought we were doing consensual role play i thought he was reading between the lines and and it's not my fault that he was he was that stupid and so yeah. it, it, they think they're way more clever than they are and it's yeah i i don't understand it i don't i don't get it but I'm there was curious. also, um, yeah, there was also uh, a part. Sorry, a part that I should have. Uh, I should have also commented on was that at the end of it, um, the wrecking crew shows up, uh, and they're. I don't know why exactly they're mad at She-Hulk. Like there was no, um, 
there was no like lead up to it. It was it was implied that they were hired by someone to get her blood sample. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so a couple things this fight scene. Like one, they have some. I don't know exactly what the technology is that's supposed to be able to defeat her, but they have like these weapons that glow in the dark, and the, and these guys are not dressed like the Wrecking Crew from Marvel. Like they don't have costumes or anything. They they basically just have like hoodies and balaclavas and weapons that glow in the dark. Um, none of them are distinguishable really from each other. And they're and, small. The Wrecking the, the Crew is supposed to be like a Thor level strength, and these guys yeah, are just the, like skinny, skinny dudes. Are supposed to be people that can actually give the Hulk problems, but these guys are just like regular. Like they look like they just got it off a shift, like doing I don't know, like forklift driver work at a warehouse down the street, and uh, they're also not bright enough to think that if they have a syringe that's supposed to get her blood sample that her having Hulk powers could possibly frustrate the purpose of the syringe, i.e. try to jam the syringe in her shoulder and it's going to bend. Like, nobody thought of that ahead of time. So it was it was basically just like a, a dumb caper. Uh, and then, yeah, so then uh, it doesn't really go anywhere because after she follows their plot to get her blood, they just leave and she lets them walk away. Like, I, that I, was very, that was very weird that she just let them get away. They were totally catchable. Yeah, like they there was there was every reason for her to try to find out who was behind this plot to get her blood and why these random guys are assaulting her. Like you would figure, not only being a Hulk but also being a defense attorney in criminal matters, that she might want to catch them. And no, no, so. Basically, some guys who are, like, catcalling her outside a bar, whoop their ass. But some guys that are literally, like, trying to steal her blood, eh, they can go. You know one of the funniest things about the catcall um, scene? But I don't want to just say it. I want to be able to find it uh, first because it, it's funny to be heard. But but it was such a tw- it was such a Twitter type of conversation. And... One of the made it on Twitter, I'm sure everyone has kind of had this uh, experience where on Twitter, you're dealing with somebody who who is like one of those Twitter feminists who escalates things um, really, really weird into like... Um, like out of proportion to the original events. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, like recently I was, I was tweeting about something and then someone said... Yeah, so I guess I guess your kid wasn't being raped every day, and he's like, "Huh? Like, like where where the hell did that you know come from?" Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But but when she's talking, um, unfortunately, I cannot find a clip of it that's like uninterrupted because I I would play it in the room right now. But when when she goes, uh, yeah. I know a lot about managing anger, you know, like, uh, for example, yeah, if I get catcalled or if a man tries to explain my area of expertise uh, to me, I have to manage my anger. Otherwise, I might be called um, insufferable, ungrateful, or even murdered. That's like, wait, wait a minute. How do you jump from somebody explaining your job to you is either going to call you ungrateful if you're mad or straight up mur- there's nothing in the middle between um yeah, yeah, yeah. Ca- call me unreasonable and murder me and i'm like this is exactly why people you know can't stand like um a social media type type feminist like, like tumblr type feminist because they always 
go from zero to like 200 and there's never anything in the middle. And it was, if you rewatch that conversation and, and there was so much bad stuff about that speech. I didn't notice it the first time, but it's kind of hilarious how out of scale she takes, uh, you know, I'm I'm just thinking of someone at her job, like, well, Jen, why don't you um deliver the opening like that? Uh, excuse me, I know what I'm doing. And the guy just like pulls out a gun in in a workplace and just starts like trying to shoot her. It's it's very hysterical and and weird. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the I don't know, like when the episode ended. Oh God! And then uh, the uh, the post credit scene with Megan the Stallion, which everybody's seen it. Um, because like Disney was just like hot off. I, I okay, so the episode came out at probably like I, I it showed up in my Disney Plus at around like one a.m. on Thursday, and by that morning, by probably around like ten a.m., there was already um, a vid cap of it on Twitter, and it was already blowing up. So it's like the the post credit scene, which is like less than a couple of minutes long then became like everyone's introduction to the show if they weren't already watching it. it also became the summer of episode three. And I was, I, I mean, I joked around with it cause I was like, it means absolutely nothing to me because I, uh, in episode one, she Hulk shows that she can like make thunderclaps, but I'm watching her like pop them cheeks and I see no thunderclaps. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, 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 I can't spend this Oh, and that would have actually been funny if, if, if making her butt cheeks clapped actually like took out a wall. That yeah. would have been um, funny, but, but but she's not funny. You know what's crazy about this? This is supposed to be when it's a sitcom, and so many times I watch Marvel shows, and there's so many damn jokes in the shows that are supposed to be dramatic, and finally you have a show where it's like, okay, here's your chance. Yeah, you can cut loose. Yeah, exactly. You can cut loose, and actually has less jokes than the drama. Like, like suddenly all the restraint that they, they couldn't have before. Twitter that had to splice somebody on Twitter uh, spliced together the video of She-Hulk twerking and the thunderclaps knocking Bruce Banner to the ground. <laughs> that would have been good. Hey, hey, Karthik, how's, like, how's it going? I, I didn't know how long you were waiting there. I want to make sure you got. Oh, uh, what's up, guys? Yeah, I've just been waiting for like a minute or two. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, so, so are you our pro She-Hulk uh, caller? We need someone to be a pro She-Hulk. So, are you going to be that guy? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, are Are you guys pretty anti She-Hulk? Um, yeah, I, I think it's safe I, to say. Yeah, I want to um, like it, but I just can't. Okay. Well, I'm. Well, first, I I want to say something anti She-Hulk, and then I'll. Well, I will. Uh, to be honest, I'm more neutral. But for the for the purpose of your show, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, She-Hulk uh, fan. But yeah, first I just want to say, um, so when when I first saw the trailers like a few months ago, like I, I knew a lot of people were complaining about the CG. I honestly didn't think it was that bad in the trailer, but like now that I'm watching the show, it seems like 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 every, the, all the other like CG in the show is like good, like decent to good. But like the CG on her is just horrible. Like it looks way worse than it did the trailer. Like, what do you guys think? It's so bad. Notice, like it's it's. I, I understand that it's. Um, she looks like Fiona from Shrek. You totally. Yeah, it, it, I understand that the uh, that the uh, the VFX artists were placed under a lot of pressure, overworked, underpaid, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely get that. But if that's if that like anybody. 
should have been able to watch the finished product and say, yeah, we gotta we gotta go back and pick this up before we we gotta push this we gotta push this back a little bit. It's not ready. Yeah, uh, it's probably because like Disney has like so much uh, sway in like in the uh, uh, VFX world, and and they could like like they can, I'm guessing they're like under they can underbid and like and and the companies that uh, and the artists have like no choice but to work. You know. Some, something that's weird to me is that it seems like there's a kind of division of labor going on because if you look at the first episode, even though he's making goofy faces, they had him like, you know, cheesing a lot, but the Hulk, his VFX was way better. And, and there's a scene where he says, um, you know, once you get labeled a monster, trust me, Jen, it never goes away. And the way to make his face, it's so nuance and realistic and then she's just looking like a big goofy shrek um the part where she's clapping and smiling looks she looks like she's high it's really dopey and i was like um why is this disparity in a weird way it would have been better and you can't say this card think about how some things look good and she looks bad it would have been better if it just looked universally bad but it's, it's extra jarring when random things appear and they look really good and she's the only bad-looking thing, and I don't know why why that is. If they just had one person kind of in charge of her, and someone else in charge of like the other characters, and then they all came together at the end, and she just showed up. It, it kind of imagine that meme of Game of Thrones, you know, when the horse starts out really detailed, and then <laughs> by the end it looks like a stick figure horse. Have you ever seen that, that meme? No, I, I've never. I I know nothing about Game of Thrones, um, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But I, I, yeah. I, I guess it's better that, like, most of it looks good than, like, all of it sucking. I mean, yeah, I, I do think the Hulk looks pretty good. But also, one other thing I didn't like was, like, her origin, which was, like, in the comics, it's like she needs a, a blood transfusion, which, you know, makes sense, I guess. Um, but in the show, like, it happens, like, like, like some of uh, Bruce Banner's blood gets on her. And that's how she, you know, transforms. And yeah, really what's, makes... what's weird about that is that they didn't want... Well, well, this is the thing because they dislike men so much, they didn't want to give um, Bruce Banner the chance to save her, right? They wanted her to save him. So then there's a you go girl moment. So uh, in the original one, she's unconscious and he has to make a choice uh, do I give her a transfusion? And, yeah, uh, I, her? I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in this way, but to make that happen, they introduced stupid stuff. So. If you remember the scene, he randomly says, "Yeah, I'm wearing this inhibitor," which makes no sense because it was established he can he mastered the being the Hulk and the change. So there's no reason why he would need the inhibitor. But yeah, lots of stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, they needed the inhibitor there to explain why he didn't change and need saving, you know, so that she she could save him. And a transfusion is a significant amount of blood, but. Having a couple of drops turn her into a she-hulk. Yeah, recently. it was kind of like like I, I I'm guessing that's how people get HIV sometimes, where it's like yeah. mixing or something. But if, so if that's like if uh, we're yeah, being logical, God, he gave her Hulk AIDS. Oh, yeah, boy. so if we're being like logical, that would mean because like obviously Hulk has gotten into lots of fights like in outer space and also on Earth over the last whatever ten fifteen years it's been, uh, or twenty years, however long he's been the Hulk. It makes him wow. So that would mean like there would have to be like dozens or hundreds or i guess thousands of hulks like in earth and outer space 
by that. And, and, and it makes and it makes him wildly irresponsible because he's just even crazier. Yeah. He doesn't even have to be the Hulk for the blood to do this because he was remember he had the inhibitor on his human form. So even <laughs> as Bruce Banner, uh, which is where he's most likely to, to to bleed, he can just turn people into Hulks. You know, so this guy is just a walking, and and they try to make it and they try to uh mitigated later by saying, oh, it's a one in a million chance, you know? It's like, no, it's not a one in a million chance. It's a couple of drops and it instantly happened. Like, like you know, but all because they just don't want him to save her and give her the transfusion, you know? Uh, they want to take away, like, and give her all the agency. But it's nice to have somebody be vulnerable now and then because that gives the character an arc, you know? And she's awesome at everything right away. Yeah, I, I I really don't like Casper's like magically super better than than, than uh, Bruce Banner. But okay, now I'll play the role of uh, Pro She Hulk because you know I'm sure uh, uh, I, I see somebody in your audience wants to hear a Pro She Hulk. Okay, so what I'll say as a Pro She Hulk person is, I guess for like first of all, I'm not sure. Who, I I think the audience is like for single women and they're like around thirty or thirty five. I guess. I'm guessing that's who the like the target audience is, which you know doesn't make any sense because like it's like the complete opposite audience for like all the other movies and TV shows. But you know whatever. So let's say I'm guessing some women in their 30s will like it because it's kind of a show about them. But then again, this is like specifically like like for professional women, I guess. Maybe they're lawyers or their other white collar like uh, master degree carrying. <laughs> people i guess problem, i don't know the, the, the problem is it takes no effort to research their job so if i was a female lawyer i'd feel uh unrepresented by this by this thing because yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they don't understand what they make like for example the guy who's uh um in the da's office how can he afford to spend Two hundred dollars tricking off on Megan the Stallion. They coded him as some kind of white shoe, um, you know, big firm lawyer, but he works in the DA's office under um, Jennifer. So, I mean, they could have explained, you know, intent with two lines, like that he he's from privilege and he's and he's born rich and he's just working in the DA's office, you know. Uh, for his resume or something, but you know they, they didn't explain. Well, that, Trevor, so... you misunderstand. White male in in the Marvel world means uh, Auto- rich asshole, rich. Auto- <laughs> automatic rich asshole. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, your privilege and uh, uh, racism <laughs> and uh, misogyny is blinding you. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to call the privilege card on that. Since yeah, I'm yeah, the pro know... She-Hulk fan. Yeah, as a as a male, I was running interference and trying to uh, hide hide his obvious automatic wealth. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's okay. I've also been called a white supremacist, even though I'm clearly not white. Uh, I'm Indian, but it's okay. We're all secret white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't understand what people make as 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 lawyers, what different types of lawyers make. The way she just. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very bizarre. The the, the show. I well, mean, let's, I okay, I, I, I'll be serious effort. again. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's like the DA. Like, I think you're talking about the DA. So it's a DA in Los Angeles, and like he's probably been there for I don't know five, eight years at least. So he's probably making, I'm guessing, at least one seventy five 
or 200. I don't know. It is LA, so I'm guessing the salaries are a little higher than other DAs. Um, so, you know, 200,000, you know, that, 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 that is like for very good money, like extremely good money. It's like top that were, you know, around there, uh, of all, uh, earners in the country. So, you know, I, I the average, possible. the average, the, the average DA in Los Angeles makes 79,000 a year. What? DAs really? Don't make that much money because it's one of oh, those okay. jobs where it's kind of the prestige, and then you can use that to go into private practice later. Uh, okay. Make... Because because I, I know public defenders are like forty thousand or something, so I thought like DA is like a lot higher position. It's like very difficult to get. Like because like don't you have to it makes, run no, no, for no, DA? No, the DA is I'm pretty sure DA is an elected office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's deputy DA, so that so that's that's uh, different. I didn't get the impression that he was uh, deputy DA. But the other thing is, yeah, he's like too, higher up. If if he did get to the DA to the point where if he was graduated enough where he could actually start making like a six figure salaries and stuff, then he wouldn't be that dumb. So that, that causes a whole other problem. How is he such an utter? Okay, Trevor, I, I'm gonna have to push back, and I'm just I'm actually being serious. Okay. I know this from the, I'm sure you know this too, but like guys will do a lot of dumb shit for, for women. So I, I, I think it's possible that like in reality, like some guy like that could have been tricked. Oh, oh, oh no, no. He's dumb in general though. Not just with the woman. Like, like is every single conversational moment is, you know, uh, dumb. Like, like in the bar, he's like, Oh, he's okay. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's like, uh, tell me the truth. You get the powers to upstage me in court, you know. And he's like, uh, "Do you get the powers for nepotism?" And he just keeps saying like dumb stuff all the time. So, like, it, if they gave me an impression, like maybe he's like a savant, like he's dumb in mm-hmm. other stuff, but he's like, maybe well, a yeah, he genius. might be like really good in like uh, a legal area, like law stuff. Yeah, yeah, but but they didn't give me an impression that he's good at law or good at in just oh, regular day to day conversation. So I I was just struggling. Uh, trying to realize, like, how is he a high-powered lawyer who can afford all this? Uh, because their agenda was so much to just make him the worst, dumbest, cretinest man possible. They didn't care about how it fit into the rest of the plot. Uh, okay, okay, I'll say something else that's also approached She-Hulk now. Um, so growing up, uh, my, like, favorite superheroes were, like, Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series and, like, Justice League and stuff. And, and so, like, those, like, characters or, you know, shows, like, meant a lot to me and, like, you know, inspired me to be a good person or whatever you can say. Um, so I guess for, like, some little girls or kid or boys as well, like, She-Hulk um, could, like, motivate or inspire them to be good people, I guess. I'm trying to find a good pro She-Hulk argument. I guess she had a better personality, you know, Maybe. Yeah, I definitely oh, like well, She-Hulk well, way well, more than is, Captain Marvel. Like he, Captain yeah, Marvel's yeah, true. He, he, here's my pro is that I think Tatiana Maslany is a very good actress, and I think any likability She-Hulk has comes from her. Um, yeah, for li- sure. Likability. So yeah, I do. I do yeah, like I definitely her. like her. Yeah, I wish it was given better material, but I do. Yeah, I, I, I do think Episode Three was the best so far. Yeah, and it was the one that was not credited to Jessica Gao. Interestingly, that's enough. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a take. You don't think it was better than the first two? I mean, it wasn't good, but I do think it actually. I, up I actually thought it was. 
the, no, the courtroom drama like actually killed it for me. I think the more time they spend outside of the courtroom, the 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 more I could see myself watching the show. That's fair. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Well, this I was, I, I like the, the scenes. So far. I I like the scenes with the abomination guy. I forgot his name. Blonsky. Oh, uh, Emil Blonsky. Yeah. Yeah. That that actor does a good job too. Um. Uh. Tim Roth is that? Yeah, he he was he yeah, was Tim pretty Roth. good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just a shame that they just don't understand how to write. Yeah, write I actually Lotto. like the uh, Incredible Hulk film from 2008 a lot. So I guess it's nice to see him again. Yeah, it feels very uh, underrated. That was a good. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it too. It wasn't high art. Yeah, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I I, I love the scene when uh, Ed Norton falls out of the helicopter. That, that's pretty cool. And then, like, he smashes. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't clear that he was going to make the transformation before he hit the ground. Yeah, I, I like that scene a lot. Like, obviously, like you know, it's going to happen. Even when I saw it in theaters a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's, it's really cool. Um, seeing it, and he's like, oh, oh shit, and like his eyes turn green. Like, and he like smashes into the road in Harlem or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean. There's other stuff in this show that um, I just find pretty interesting. Like, like one of the things that I find pretty interesting in this show is how it seems so inconsistent about stuff. Like, the people don't talk to each other. Like, for example, I didn't realize this until someone else pointed it out to me. I'm like, no, it can't be. But in episode two, there's this guy. I thought he was like some kind of paralegal or office lackey or something. And he comes in, and he has, like, a fruit basket, and he's very kind of obsequious and almost groveling. And I was like, okay, is he going to be some kind of, um, you know, comic relief character, like like the the punching bag or the whipping boy at the office? And then he was the same guy who, in this episode, was the competent male lawyer that uh, is representing Dennis Bukowski. And I was like, how is that the same character? Uh, do you guys know who I'm talking about in, in both episodes? Did, did you guys nah, realize it was the same character? Honestly, I don't remember much from all three Shield episodes except what I said. If okay. I didn't say it, I probably... Because it's, it's a pretty forgetful show, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is true. Like, I really uh, don't remember much. Like, uh, I, I don't remember you, anything, you, actually, from episode two. Like, I remember, the guy? Two. Like, I remember nothing. Do you remember the guy in episode two episode. who shows up groveling, kind of? Uh, No. No, I His name was Pug. Yeah, I no, have no yeah, idea yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I I forgot yeah. about it already. Yeah, no, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he's the same. He's the same guy who was a lawyer in, in episode three and super competent. Right. Yeah, there's no and, way. That's, he's the same that, guy. that's what I mean. Like they they'll they'll break the canon as they go along, right? So like. Um, Another, but they're breaking uh, their own canon. It's not even like they're just breaking the that's what I mean. the comics yeah, yeah. canon. That's what I mean. they'll, they'll establish a canon. They'll establish an internal canon and then break it as they go along. Yeah, which is which is which is nuts. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, how do you contradict episode two by episode three? <laughs> you guys insane. are sounding very sexist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need I need to go to re-education camp. I'm I'm out of control. Yeah. Uh, some somebody Kate. Uh, I assume it's a woman with the name Kate uh, has outsexed all of us by saying, "Have y'all covered? Have y'all covered Shussy yet?" Because would is Shussy like She Hulk? Uh, Ussy like? Have you all covered? Sh- yeah, I think that uh, means She Hulk. I don't know. 
See, this is this is, this is bad. We, we are getting too sexist. We're we're incur- we're emboldening the audience. Gonna, so I uh, I'm gonna hang up and let the other caller talk. But I'm trying to get. I'm gonna try to think of another serious pro She-Hulk argument. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, I said it probably appeals to young girls, which you know is good because obviously, like most of these shows, like they're but it wouldn't, majority it wouldn't of the be audience appropriate is for young male. girls. That's a problem. What? It wouldn't be appropriate for young girls. Well, okay, come on, man. I'm trying to think of a good pro shield argument. You know, you're yeah. you're cramping my style. No, no, I, I, know, I know you're trying. You're really trying hard. Um, well, honestly, like, I don't think it's that inappropriate. Like, like, cause, like, I, I, I don't have kids, but if I did have kids, hopefully, I wouldn't feel the need to like um, shelter them that much. Cause like, I, I grew up like super sheltered. Like, my parents are super religious, so like, I, I think all this like sheltering stuff is overrated. Um, but so I'm, I'm, I'll try to think of like one last, like, it's like, it's like, obviously like you shouldn't take like, I guess like a five-year-old to see it. Maybe yeah. like 12 or 13 is fine. Um, there was a part, there was a part that I laughed. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I do recall laughing at something and I want to mention it so I can give a positive argument, but I cannot remember what it was. That I laughed at. But yeah. There's one part where I caught myself laughing out loud, and, and it's, it's going to bother me that I, I can't remember. What yeah, it was. I probably laughed once. Um, let's see. Trying to think really hard. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. it's to do with the guy Dennis. For some reason, that guy Dennis, <laughs> even though he's supposed to be unlikable, he actually ends up being, uh, to me, kind of the most likable guy because he has the most clearly defined personality. Besides, who's you know, Dennis? Just... I forgot who that is. Uh, he's the guy that uh, fell for Megan The Stallion. Um, oh, that is, that, is that the dumb lawyer? Yeah, yeah the dumb lawyer. The, the actor, I think, had more to work with there, at least. You know, I think the actor did a good job of what he was given, even though he was meant to be kind of a caricature. I, I, I know why I laughed at. I laughed at the part where he, where he's like, um, be honest, he's, he's got those powers to show me up in court. It ain't blamed on nepotism. Like even though that was dumb, I thought that, I thought that was like um, kind of kind of funny. Yeah, they okay. Just kept, um, they, they just kept adding on and on to it, and it got kind of tired. You know, I wonder if She Hulk was like originally written to be a sitcom because that's what oh, it, like it seems like oh, more of like a, a comedy. I think they called it a sitcom. Yeah, it's supposed to be a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, I I know, but like I wonder if it was like originally a comedy and then it was like. Like transformed into uh, a She-Hulk show. Like, like the ideas like weren't originally for She-Hulk. It was like for like some like proposed network show or something. Oh no! I think this was pretty much always conceived to be um, okay. a She-Hulk show. But but they also said that they plan to make it um, a sitcom, and they, they said this explicitly that they want this to be Marvel's first uh, sitcom, which makes it ironic that it has the less jokes, the least jokes per minute out of any Marvel. Yeah, well, uh, like, show. I pretty much feel like everything is turning into one big bad joke right now, and, yeah. and like I, I guess we're the ones that are being played on because like we're all watching it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Karthik, uh, the, the queue's adding up, so I'm just yeah, gonna go yeah. to the next guy. But you're welcome to come back up, if, especially if you think of a pro She-Hulk argument. And uh, let me. Oh, I forgot to make you the moderator queue. Hold on. Yes, you remind me to do that when I forget. Yeah, so, like... hey, hey, Gambi man, how's it going? I know Gambi was loving She-Hulk. He was he was feeling. No, he, all right. Unmute yourself. We gotta talk about this. 
Actually, he didn't say it. I'm just predicting it. I got a feeling that I, I, my gut says that he was feeling like uh, he was uh, clapping when they were twerking. Hey, Danny, you there? Yeah. I thought that you muted yourself. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. I don't, I don't know. It, kick, it, kick, it looked like it kicked me out for a second. I don't know what happened with the app. Uh, yeah, what, what were you saying? No, we're, we're. I was saying that my gut <laughs> no, feeling that, is uh, that you're a major She-Hulk fan. That episode three yeah. uh, put you over, and now you're gonna be the one to give us the convincing, plausible pro She-Hulk take. Uh, I mean, seeing Tim, uh, seeing Abomination was okay. So I, I kind of think this was the best episode too. I'll say that. I mean, I don't think it was that good, but you know. <laughs> I actually thought it kind of moved, so that was kind of okay, you know. But nah, it, it was bad. Even though even though the law was bad, she was her least insufferable in in this one. I, I will say yeah. that, like, she was character wise. I think this might have been the best character outing. She was the most likable in this as a, yeah, well, as a human being to me. Yeah, I mean, I, and I remember you said like, uh, I think before I got kicked out for a second, it was. You say you laugh. I did remember laughing at a part two, but I don't remember what the part was either. But I had a part where I did actually laugh. It probably was something dealing with uh with abomination. I think something. I think because I know he had like a bunch of women that was kind of like writing him letters and stuff, and you know that kind of thing in prison and and all that. I think that it was something like that that had me kind of laugh for a second. So you know, like I said, it it was it, it's not good, but you know, I I don't understand. Um, I just, I just feel like they're adding people in. I don't know if you guys see like they're, they're talking about bringing on more guest stars and stuff. And I just, it just, to me, it's like, I don't think they just, they don't really have anything to add. It's just kind of a very, very light show. And, I mean, but, I mean, they're just not good writers. So I see where they're bringing in the cameos for sure. I just don't yeah, think they really have to have the chops to. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Cause, cause. When I when I saw it, because Megan wasn't even in it like that. I mean, she kind of, or at least the, I guess the character at the very end, and then she brings the cameo in, and they do the twerk and all that. And only only thing I, I really want to say is is I don't have much more to say. I just want to say, uh, really, I just want to ask y'all, like, how do y'all see about like, um, I see, I, I follow a lot of this stuff on social media because I'm on it too much, and I feel like most of the ways I see people talk about it. It's like waiting to like dunk on somebody who doesn't like it or, you know, maybe say something stupid and then like make a point about it. And and sometimes I feel like it's not really getting to whether or not the show is good or not. It's just kind of like maybe somebody says something that's really easily, you know, refuted or, or whatever or just, you know, not liking it. You know, I feel like that's what I see more than whether or not it's good. I feel it kind of goes both ways because I see people who are just waiting for someone to dislike it so they can call them like you know for for for, for example there, there were a bunch of people who were calling anyone who didn't like it um sexist and they were saying stuff like y'all didn't care when uh peter parker was dancing in spider-man 3 yeah you thought that you thought that was cool but this i'm like wait everybody made fun of that like what you there's still well, memes about it but this, but also but, but also it's like people talk about the comedy or whatever like oh well marvel's always been funny why y'all not liking this funny because i'm like well because it's not funny to people like it's not really like it's not an issue of whether or not there's ever been comedy in Marvel. It's just like this this kind of humor is just not that funny to people. It's not but, that, but, well but also people have been getting tired of lately of the Marvel humor 
as well. Like it wasn't like people were just yeah. unequivocally 100% loving it. And then suddenly, as soon as a woman did it, because that Thor Ragnarok, not Thor Ragnarok, that Thor um, Love, and Love and Thunder, yeah. The biggest complaint I heard about it, everyone's saying that there's just too many jokes that don't land and we're, and we're sick of it. And that's recent memory. That was just last month. So you can't tell yeah, me it... you've forgotten uh, examples of, you know, people saying they're sick of uh, humor and Marvel things. It, yeah. it didn't just start with this, you know? Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, and that's kind of what I'm seeing. Like I'm, I'm seeing like the reactions to. I guess, I, I guess that's just like the culture war we're in. Like, uh, you know, uh, I saw, um, uh, what's his name, Chris from Plan A had talked about. Like, I saw him tweet about, uh, like he had a Rotten Tomato score, and it was like the audience grade is like so low, but you know the critics grade is high, and it's like that's just like ignites more to just talk about whether or not you know why people dislike it and why you know whether or not you know is are you good for disliking it or you're bad or you're bad for disliking it and it's like i just i just don't see like i see like the ratings and i'm like people i don't know people just don't think it's it's that good i don't think it has to be all of this but i just think people just want to just have this kind of fight like i saw I, and sometimes the, the logic hits me because i'm like one of them i, I had kind of quote tweeted back at something because one person was tweeting about how you know she hawk's always been people talking about whether or not it was being sexualized and you know all the twerking stuff which i think is dumb but somebody kind of responded like well you guys don't understand that she hawk has always been in on the joke about being sexual i'm like I, that's true from what i'm seeing about the comics but i don't feel like they really emphasize they're not really doing that in the show it's just it's just they're just kind of doing a, a kind of a different take on it like it's not really actual from like the popular comics when she was at the height of her popularity i guess at that time yeah it's 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 a how many episodes are there are there this season it's it's not i think that eight. many and was that eight i think eight yeah and it's 20 or maybe something. 10 i don't know it's something like that. it might be 10 and it's 20 even if there's 10, there's like 20 something minutes per episode. So it's right. like, and the three episodes, not much has happened. So I'm really kind of curious where they're going to go next. And I'm, and I'm guessing it's going to be, there's no clear they, villain. Well, the the person who hired the um, wrecking crew, I'm guessing is going to end up being the villain, but right. I just can't help but think it's going to be a disappointment because so far, if that's your big action scene, you know, is, is that, like I, I don't, I don't really know what Jessica Gao's strong point is because she's not very funny. She can't write law, and the um, it's, fights it's, aren't it's, aren't that great. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious what's going to be generating generating Twitter discussions. Like that's that yeah. seems to be her best thing. Is like she knows what is the right thing to hit that's going to get people talking about it. Cause it kind of trends. I'm like, all right, people talking about it, you know, for good or bad. So I think that's, that's her best thing. And you know, sometimes it's, I think sometimes some companies value just being able to trend, you know, or basically, on, you know, based on that, because I don't think she's saying, she's not saying anything interesting. You know, it's just, that's, that's what people want to talk about. They want to talk about, this issue of that did you see like the they had a scene in the show which i which i did groan was when they flipped through the comments there's supposed to be like a comment section about she hulk and it's supposed to be like saying all the stuff about like oh she's a woman and you know there's supposed to be like guys on the internet mad about it and stuff like that like that's just like, that's just that's just and, red meat that's like but, but, but you know i made no sense about that because this is them inserting themselves and their enemies yeah. into the show again it makes no sense in the context of the show because Within the show, 
She-Hulk is not a character created by a company. So who do these people on the internet think is creating like we had a male hulk we had to go why did they have to go and make a female hulk? yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay. right who, who was they where do you think this woman right. came from do you think some lab somewhere right made, like people know it was a car accident and whatever you know uh the story is not hidden so this is like they, they forgot they're writing the real world they're so into inserting themselves and yeah. what they're what? doing on the show that they have people actually treating the She-Hulk like she's an actual TV character, you know? Right, like those, like those tweets that people are making don't make sense for a real person, you know? Right, you, know, you go, yeah, you, you go in the world because it's like, yeah, nobody ever, you know, this never really happened with Black Widow to that degree. It was never like a thing where there's been like this thing, like when she's in Congress talking, exposing all the Shield secrets. It wasn't like this big comment section about stuff like that going on. They just, they were superheroes. He's part of the Avengers. We know, like, it's not really, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they're acting like some company made this, this She-Hulk, the same way Marvel right. Productions made this character. They're, 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 they're acting like, like, okay, this is a woman who was in a car accident and had blood fall on her. Like, there's not... A, a corporation that is trying to cash in, but that's number that's number one. Number two is you're thinking of the Hulk as the character we all know and love. In real life, the Hulk is something that people are scared to death of. He's only been kind of semi redeemed, you know, recently maybe, but for like ten years he's been like the walking bomb that right. everybody is scared to death of. So who are all these people who are? these Hulk stands in real life, <laughs> you, you know, who are like, yeah, that's our Hulk. If we don't want this she Hulk and whatever, like, like, like the Hulk should be a, par- a pariah who is only just recently kind of, they don't know how to think kind about of, because right. he, he's, he's been good for like all of five minutes. So again, you're writing real life comic fans, but not thinking about what your actual characters are supposed to be like within the conceit of, this 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 universe like like like, like the metaness makes 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 no sense the, the the hulk is not an actor he's not a celebrity he's not a cool character he is something that scares the shit out of people and is responsible for probably billions of dollars of um destruction that you know was on the avengers for like all of 5 minutes before scarlet witch uh brainwashed him and made him like take out whole swaths of nigeria you know what i mean like uh it's, it's yeah, very yeah. B- bizarre that they have well, people it, talking about the hulk like, like, he, like he's a marvel character well i mean in, in that case i mean all the traumatic stuff that would have come from the hulk i mean it clearly doesn't matter because the snap clearly hasn't ever been thought of in any kind of conceivable way in this in this show so it's like that's just, true none of it matters so it's like it's just anything they do it just seems to just be forgotten so yeah that's, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I, I saw an interview with her where she said she's not interested in addressing the snap. <laughs> so, so oh, okay. Said, yeah. I, I guess because it's too hard to write. So anything yeah, it's hard to do, she doesn't do. Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. So it's like, yeah, everything about Jennifer. I'm like, well, did Jennifer? I'm like, did Jennifer get snapped? Like, I don't. I, I like what? Like, how was? How did that work for? You know, did she lose colleagues? Did colleagues come back? You know, that that always yeah. kind of makes me think too. I've, I've been thinking about the snap a lot, and it's like this stuff really. The snap really is. Such an elephant in the room bad, to me. That was a bad idea. More trouble than it's worth. I totally yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure Beat It yeah, yeah, gets yeah. a chance to. Gotcha, uh, go, man. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome to come back I, as usual. 
Yeah, well, I just wanted to say last thing, just real quick. I just wanted to say uh, I'll definitely be here for a league of their own because I've watched that, and I'm definitely excited to talk about that because I got a lot. That's that's something I'm actually very interested in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about League of Their Own too because it's it's, yeah. it's very interesting interesting to me. It's like, very I, interesting. I need other people's I need other people's thoughts. Uh, I I, I watched the movie. I, I, it's one of my favorite movies to watch. So uh, I used to watch it with my pops. So I, I have a lot to say. <laughs> All okay, right. good. So I'll right, make man. sure you're there when, when All you right, man. do it. All right, take care. Later. Hey, how's it going, B Day? Uh, am I pronouncing it right? Is it B Day or? Yeah, it's actually Bide, but Bide. Okay, okay, yeah, good. Bide. Yeah. I'll say Bide. Actually, actually Bide sounds better. B Day is yeah, that thing Bide, they have in Bide France. was like my first thought, but I was like, no, it can't be that easy. Yeah, I know, and I have to fucking introduce myself to people like that, and it, it hurts my heart every time I do the Joe Biden without the end. I mean, I used to do uh, the Pokemon move you get from Brock in Gen 1, but uh, we kind of all grew up a little bit more, so not everyone knows that reference. Um, and it's super confusing because the rest of my name's Nigerian, so it would be B-Day if that part was Nigerian, but it's oh, not. So it's, you know, it's funny. The reason I called possible. it B Day was because I thought it was going to be a Nigerian name, and so that's even crazier yep. that 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 you do have a Nigerian last name, but that has nothing to do with uh, the first name. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a bitch. <laughs> I'll say that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's it's kind of weird being at the end of history with all of these Marvel shows, you know, because I've had kind of like a, a whole about face, which I think, I, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Someone's had to have brought up this point before. Um, but, you know, you go through like Endgame and that was like the last piece of Marvel media that I really enjoyed. And then it became very clear that it was, I mean, it was already becoming a cash cow and the purpose of making the movies was just to make more money to begin with. But now with, you know, with all these big franchises like Star Wars and even Star Trek and Marvel and everything, it's just they're going to keep pumping out more and more content that's supposed to be marketed to more and more people over time to just make money. I mean, they, the, the point now is not to write creative stories, right? Like, uh, you know, a big reason why Endgame and, um, you know, Infinity War were good, too, is because you have this long sort of you have a whole bunch of already made media to draw upon, you know, even though they, they made significant changes to infinity war. So, um, you know, whoever was responsible for doing the writing and making everything click should get a lot of credit for that. But like the snap is, you know, for the comic book heads from before, like the snap is one of those things that just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's one of those things that is just, if you're a big Marvel fan, you know, it's kind of like, one of the biggest historical events in Marvel, right? It's like the No More Mutants with, with uh, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch and all that. It's just, there's certain, like, big storylines that happen that, like, we just know of and whatever. But, like, I don't know. Seeing, I, I think Gamby really hit on something that is my biggest problem and why I just don't even pay attention to these shows anymore. It's because it it's become clear that, the the goal is to try to get them to trend. The goal is to try to make moments that people are going to be able to meme about and talk about, you know, and She-Hulk shaking her thing is like, it's one of those moments that's going to, you know, has the potential to go viral. And 
that's how all of yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's one of those no such thing as bad publicity ideas, which I don't think is is yeah. true personally. But to these people, they feel like as long as it trends, it's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think they're thinking about the long term planning of it. And it's funny because stuff like addressing the snap and shit like that, I'm actually not as upset about because you know, as like an old comic fan, there's a lot of storylines, a lot of different writers who are writing a lot of different comics, and they just don't always interlock all the time. So there are inconsistencies and stuff, and sometimes you just want to see the storyline happen, right? The problem problem with the snap versus the comic version, and I don't know why they did this in the movie, they shouldn't have made it five years. Five years is just too big. You know, if I remember right, in the Infinity Gauntlet, it was like very short that the snap happened. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, the five-year part shit, is the so part that know. breaks it for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how like the timeline was, but it was definitely, I mean, it, over the course of the story, it was pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the five years kind of messed it up. But like, y- you know, I'm just, I just, I, I think I'm just, I'm really cynical of all of these properties that have sort of established fan bases, and when when they're, you know, they're trying to make these shows happen and they're doing a very sort of particular sort of weaponization of my nostalgia to try to get me to watch it with shit, you know? And it's like, it it was the same thing with Star Wars with like, you know, with everything about it, you know, from uh, the Boba Fett show, bringing back Cad Bane, and then we have Obi-Wan who has this whole new adventure that, doesn't need to exist, but they know that stupid motherfuckers like me are going to buy a subscription to Disney Plus and want to see another fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Don't you want to see that? Like, isn't that, isn't that really cool? And it's, it's just all sort of, you know, it's, it's all sort of like devoid of actual creativity. And I think that I'm part of the problem. I, this is my confession. Like, to, to my participation in this is adding to the continuation of these shows and these stories that are completely devoid of originality that are completely just trying to weaponize already established characters to try to get me to watch them that are just only interested in going viral and getting as many eyes on them as possible because they're in a streaming war with um, you know every other streaming service and they want your dollar you know what's kind of interesting about this to me, right? This is the build-up something you were just saying. Um, I wasn't watching this stuff after Endgame. I personally didn't like Endgame that much. I like Infinity War. Endgame was just too much, and yeah, I thought it just broke too many things. And I was like, you know what? I'm just tired of this stuff. I, I'm, and I, I didn't watch any Disney Plus stuff. I didn't care about the Star Wars stuff. I didn't care about the Marvel. And then um, right. Q, Q convinced me to watch this. And I got to say, in a weird way, I'm like enjoying it, even though it sucks, because suddenly I'm part of the conversation. So I think that's kind of the draw of this. Like, now that I know what people are talking about, I can watch like a bunch of YouTubes and this crap is not entertaining, but the YouTubes that rip this crap apart are so fun. And that's my good, that's my bad contribution is that now I watch this stuff just to watch people tear it apart for sport. 
you know, you know, it's it, it's like yeah. criticism as blood as, as blood sport almost. And it's and this is how I know a lot. I'm not alone. This is what I find really weird. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Jessica Gao interviews to kind of get into her head, and I started noticing something that was very interesting. <laughs> Damn, you're Jessica deep. Gao. Deep in this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I watched it because I'm like. I need to know what her mind works like for right, her to think right. that this is a this is a fun character, a likable character, right? I want right. to know what, what what she's thinking. What's interesting is uh, she's doing all these podcasts on these like anything from Screen Rant or something that has like a million followers to like some regular Blurs of Color YouTube with four thousand, and on all of them, which blows my mind, she'll get like twenty. Um, views or what they had nine views like <laughs> people are not watching her they don't care who she is right uh, yeah, but this was quite yeah. interesting there are people like, like these kind of uh, reactionary youtubers who are making videos with just her name in the title Jessica Gao is sucks Jessica Gao is a bully and those things like one guy had about 76 followers and he had like a couple hundred views uh, so the pro people who had a million like followers could only get like 300 um, views for, for the thing. But um, the people who were using her name to kind of bash her in the show and had like way less followers. So some of them had um, views in the thousands. So I'm, so I'm thinking like a lot of these people are probably even watching the show. They're probably just, you know, enjoying all the mocking because some it's funny like like a lot of it's actually funnier than the show that like the show's not funny but a lot of videos mocking um the show are freaking hilarious that i find so i'm i'm wondering if like this is now just our cultural conversation this is how we talk to each other as a society which is kind of sad that this is you know our water cooler or what we talk about we just uh it is these shows yeah, and I mean, I think I think you're right, a hundred percent. Like the amount of YouTube content that is better than the content. I mean, I was watching an essay about God video essays, right? I was watching just like a video essay and a conversation about why they haven't made a good Superman movie, um, and what movies got the closest. And they're giving all these critiques about Superman as a character and what the stakes should be and how he has to be saving people and you have to create those stakes. And I'm just nodding along you know, while I'm making my, uh, my dinner and it's, and it's entertaining, but I do worry because like, even, you know, if all media becomes this type of stuff, uh, and the conversation is always around media, that's just not as good. Do people have the same sort of media literacy whenever they haven't actually encountered real art? You know, what happens 20 years down the line when we have generations of people where it's just, you know, uh, She-Hulk, and you know, maybe I'm, uh, maybe it's nothing because it's it's not like every comic book that we were reading back in the day was like a banger, right? Like I have a whole bunch of Spider-Man comics where he's fighting sticks and stones, and sticks is literally his power is I have cancer and I can give you cancer. Like what? I don't know, I don't know what they're thinking in that. It's not like yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember that that, right? that was really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And then Stone's like, I can, I'm just a strong guy, and I, 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 we, what, what goes with sticks, stones? But you know, so maybe, maybe it's a little bit of hubbub here on my part, as far as you know, we'll be fine. People will still make good art, 
But I do, you know, I do worry. I, I, I don't know if you saw Matt Damon's comments about, um, I forget where he was being interviewed. It was some kind of show. Yeah, I remember. And he's, yeah, and he's talking about how certain movies, like the movies that were his bread and butter, uh, just aren't made anymore because of the, they're, they're cost prohibitive given the, given the, uh, the risk that they could flop. And yeah, and, and what what he says what he says specifically, I want to uh, make sure we communicate his yeah, um, thing correctly. What what he was saying was that there used to be a booming DVD market, which you know streaming killed, but a lot of movies could do okay in the theater, but really make um, their money on a DVD market. And to give one example, I remember a lot of people don't don't remember this, but Austin Powers, the first one, was if not an outright flop, was a very mild yeah. hit. But the word yeah. of mouth and the DVD rentals and the sales made it so profitable. Like, it actually was more seen on DVD than it was um, in in the theaters to the point that it ended up getting a sequel. And the sequel, like, far outgrossed uh, the first one, which, you know, would not happen today. Like, like once, once it flops sure. in the theater, that's it. Yeah. You're yeah. not getting I mean, that money back in the one. aftermarket. Um, um, uh, um, uh, Anchorman. Anchorman was like that too, and that spawned an entire sort of uh, host of comedies from Adam McKay that came afterwards. But like, you know, I don't remember anyone really seeing Anchorman in the theater. It was all afterwards, and you go to someone's house and they had the DVD, and they're like, "Bro, you got to see this." And yeah, I, I think they call it the aftermarket, and there really is no aftermarket yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think I think that that really does affect. The you know as long as money is is a primary motivator for these things actually being able to be made and these things take money to make, uh, that you're going to keep running into that problem. But I don't know. I just think you know I don't have a problem with the She-Hulk like the things that are supposed to go viral and be you know like more popular like the the her twerking thing like you know like I don't I think it's weird whenever that spawns like a wider conversation of like. I don't know. You have the basically like the incels on one side talking about how this is a disgrace to Marvel and blah, blah, blah. And then you have the other people on the other side being like, you know, if you don't like this, you're not a feminist or something. You know, when it's just like it's a dumb green girl who's fucking shaking that ass. It's not not that deep, bro. While you were talking to me, it hit me what the problem with this show is. But it's a problem with a lot of shows that kind of happen in this kind of um, era where everything has to make some kind of statement. And it's a comedy by humorless people. Like, these people have no sense of humor about what it's like to be themselves. Uh, So the only sense of humor is about uh, taking the piss out of all these kind of imagined enemies and settling scores with people they worked with, people they went to high school yeah. with, and that's not really funny. Like, you need to have some kind of sense of humor about about yourself, and, and that's kind of the problem, I think, is yeah. uh, they're just deathly afraid to let her have any... I mean, she already has no flaws as, as far as, like, you know, her powers and stuff, but, I mean, even as a human being, all her flaws are unintentional. Like, like a lot of people yeah. can't stand her, but they clearly are intending for her to be an impeccably perfect uh, right. person. You know, you know, right. they, they could do some physical comedy. They can do something like, like for example, like one thing that could be cool is if she's really perfect as um, the She-Hulk, but 
she bumbles as, you know, Jennifer and she like, you know, does physical comedy and like, you know, trips on things and is is like a klutz, but she's just awesome in a different way as the human. Right. You know? It's it's a uh, right. which which is sucks for humor. It does, but I think I think you hit on something really profound here and I'll say this and then I'll give other people a chance to talk, but like I think what's so profound about that is I think generally as a society especially Gen Z onwards, there's less of an ability to be yourself and find really yourself. Uh, I think I think Gen Z onwards has lived in a world where they're constantly on display, where they're constantly sort of having to put out an advertisement of themselves rather than, you know, just live and sort of fuck up. And then no one really remembers your fuck ups because they were back when you were, you know, 17 years old and now you've learned and actually grown and become like an individual from that you know a lot of people are trying to find the enemy be on the right side of history and be the right sort of like thing or say the right thing or display the right thing and and they don't actually have any depth to the thing that they're trying to portray themselves to be but they know that it's the right thing to portray themselves to be and then they're sort of stuck in this place to where they're in this constant, constant, like anxious state of, you know, knowing what the stakes are if you fuck up, knowing how public it is, knowing that you may not have the forgiveness or whatever for you, but you have to say and do the right things. And but they they don't have any depth to those things because they're just saying them because they know it's right <laughs> to say, not because. And it has bad. to be. And it has to be instant. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Like, like even right a blog over. took time to write, but like Twitter yeah. is like. Before the, before the show's even over, you're already making your take. So, so sometimes you might, make, you might make a decision based on like the first ten minutes of a show, and then you're wrong, and then you just you know just just stick with the tweet anyway, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But, and and by the sixteenth minute of the show, you know, you, you jump to a conclusion, but you know, it's people will go down with the ship. I, I mean, if you look at YouTube comments for stuff like I watch um, Brianna Joy Gray a lot on on Rising and stuff like that, but if you look at you know, YouTube comments just when they come up or whatever, right? Like, uh, usually, you know, I'll watch a segment. It's uploaded, like, I don't know, 10 or 5 minutes ago or something like that. And I'm I'm watching it very early in the morning while I'm just doing my coffee or whatever. And if you look at the comments, people are already commenting on the video before they have had the time to really get through it. They already have an opinion and they're already trying to signal something about, oh, she's saying this or she's doing this. And it's so weird because it's like, did you actually listen to the full fucking video, my dude? It's, it's Yeah, wild. they're trying to anticipate what, uh, and, and, you know, yes. I'll, give you a great, I'll give you a great example of this. This happens on Twitter. This happens all the time. I'll give you a, a great example. It drives me crazy. Um, where someone tweets something and they tweet a link to an article or say, or, or you know, the, or they'll tweet about something that predates the tweet like you know something happened in the news and then this and this the crazy thing about this is people will, will start out the tweet saying this they'll be like um didn't didn't read the article but is it possible blah 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 and i always respond you should have stopped that didn't read the article right like everything right. after didn't read the article <laughs> It's just it's just Charlie Brown right. adult sound like wah, 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 wah. like like right. but, yeah but, but think of being so um, obnoxious that you actually lead off with saying hey 
I have no idea what this is about, but I still think my opinion on this needs to be heard, and I'm going to lecture you. Like, I, I, I haven't asked somebody once. I was like, the minute you have to type out, uh, I don't know what this is about, but, or I didn't read the article, but, shouldn't the first thing you do is read the article or find out what it what it's about? Because sometimes what they'll be criticizing has nothing to do with the actual thing, and if someone will tell them, uh, and then they'll get they'll get mad, like, well, what do you want from me? I didn't read the article. <laughs> it's like, how are you the one getting mad at people uh, correcting you? Uh, it's yeah. yeah, this course is fucked. This course is just totally fucked. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's... Uh... We're the ones to fix it, baby. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Let's let's see. Yeah, we'll see what uh, happens. Yeah. Thanks, so, thanks so much, Byte. Uh, I'm yeah, going to go. Having... The problem. I'm going to go to Geo since uh, he was up before, and then we'll go to Karthik since Karthik already spoke. I'll let uh, Geo go first. Hello? How's it going, man? You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. You sound good. You guys at all? What's that? I don't know. Oh, oh you can't hear it. You can't hear us. I can't, I can't hear you, but if you guys can hear me, I mean, uh, yeah, we can hear you. Like, um, can know. everyone else hear me? Or is it just, or is it just Geo who can't uh, hear me? Okay. Uh, okay, so you know what? I'm going to. Um, okay, I was gonna kick him out, but he already left. Uh, hey, Karthik, how's it going? So yeah, Geo, try to try to go out and come back in again and see if you can sort that out. So Karthik, have you thought of more pro uh, She-Hulk arguments? Um, I'll say this. She's, it's much better than, um, Captain Marvel. Much, much better. Um, I, I know, like, some of you guys probably don't like She-Hulk that much, and I'll say this. To me, this is like nothing. This is like, this is like asking, would I rather eat, like, a jizz burrito or a shit sandwich? No, no, I disagree. I think it's far, far superior. I would actually, I would actually agree Marvel. with you. Like, if Captain Marvel's like an F, it's like she looks like a C. It's like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I honestly don't care about it that much. Like, I'm gonna see the last six episodes, but like, I don't have any high expectations. I have, I really don't have any expectations, actually, high or low. I will agree with you. I think She-Hulk is bad in the way it's almost like kind of fun as in it's like oh my god did they really just uh do that and it's kind of fun for example when she gave that speech you know saying i had it harder than you and meanwhile this guy tried to kill himself and has been on the run for 10 years and it was so tone deaf it was kind of fun watching the memes what did you say she hulk had a heart on oh oh, oh, no no she had a harder than uh she had it harder than the hulk Oh yeah, that 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 was really dumb. <laughs> yeah, but but it was dumb in a way that was funny because there was instantly memes. There was like days and weeks of memes, and I cannot think of one funny meme that came out of Captain Marvel. Like it wasn't bad in a way that brought everybody together in a fun in a fun way. You know, you know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. There's a meme that I'm forgetting, but there's already been like five or six hilarious memes that have come from the She-Hulk's badness that makes me look forward. Like, I actually look forward to the next episode. This is what I'm saying that I have a warped kind of sense of enjoyment of this now. I started out hating it the first couple of, not She-Hulk, but Phase 4 in general, the first couple that Q made me watch. 
And now uh, it's I, like... I really like Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. I like that one a lot. Oh, God. That one, I just finished it. That one, I think, is, is terrible. Uh, uh, I think when... it's the best part of Phase 4 so far. I, I think it's really good. Okay, you know, I, I, I really I, I like... that. It's the best out of Phase 4, but... Yeah, no, uh... but I, I, I'm i being serious. Though. I actually like it. I, I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, I, I really like it when... Um, what's that guy? Like, 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 Evil Captain America kills... What one of the God? I I forgot all their names already, but you you know who I'm talking about, like you oh, know, like yeah, when yeah, the evil the Captain Flash America Flash. kills somebody. Okay. You see, th- this is something I say about that show. That show is a perfect example of what I was talking about with this show, where I'm like, these people don't realize how to write likable people because the one they want you to hate, which is John Walker. I'm like, I agree with this guy. I want him to kill Falcon and Winter Soldier. These guys are assholes. <laughs> like. They want you to love Falcon with the soldier. By the time I was done, I was like, please, John Walker, kill them. I want you to end these two. <laughs> they, they just... I, I just you want uh, Bucky and Falcon to die? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want John Walker nah, to Nah, nah, nah. They're... I, 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 I think they're like two of the best characters left. So um, you, you can't have everybody left that shitty, you know? That, I like, that's not I good like for anybody. Falcon and, I like them before Falcon with the soldier. But Falcon with the oh, soldier, okay, they're I both see. so insufferable. Uh... I think they were butchered and nerfed so bad. And then John Walker, they, they want you... There's something that, that I can't stand when, when shows do. They want you to dislike somebody. So they make them like eat a baby or something uh, later on. But they were treating John Walker like a jerk from the beginning, but for no reason. Like, like he just shows up. He saves their lives. He's like, hey, guys, uh, you guys in trouble? You're on a train? Hey, hey guys, I'm gonna save you, and just being dicks to him, you know, because because he has. A well, shield. I think that's understandable, you know, because like it's kind of like he took the place of uh, Captain America. Falcon's wet but, ass didn't want it, and now he's being a big baby. You know yeah, what he is? He's spoiled, I I I, he's I totally spoiled, get you. He's that spoiled baby that doesn't want to play a but toy. But I think it was toy. Bucky that was a lot more mad at. Um, yeah, at, but, but, uh, but, isn't but, his name he, in the he, comics like a U.S. soldier? I think that's the name um, of the comics or something. Uh, U.S. agent, but but no. Yeah, Falcon U.S. agent. Is, Falcon is that kid who doesn't want to play with a toy, but as soon as he sees another kid playing with a toy, he runs over and wants to grab it. That's that. That's what Falcon is in that in that movie. Yeah. He didn't want that thing. Once someone else wants it, now he's gonna sit there and pout. Like you know, get out of here. I, I, I'm I'm sick of you, Falcon. You were good oh, before. Okay. This thing butchered you. Uh, well, I am excited for the next Captain America movie. Like, I, I think it has a dumb title. It's called uh, New World Order. I'm like, oh, okay. It's, uh, I'm sure it's going to be over the top or whatever. But yeah, I'm excited yeah, for Yeah, I think it's a continuation of the same themes because like, New yeah. World Order but kind of implies no borders. Going to another TV show, did you guys like Miss Marvel? I didn't watch it yet. I'm, I'm making my way through these phase okay, four to talk to talk about the Q. So I suffered. I suffered through it. It's... Okay. Thankfully, I didn't have to suffer through it. So uh, what happened? So I'm actually the the target demographic, I guess, because like I look like the people in the TV show. I'm like I have like a. So I only saw the first episode, and I did it, and like I didn't see the rest because like it was so horrible. Um, it took me like forever, like because it was so boring. It took me like three days to get through like one however long, like half an hour episode or 45, however long it was. And, um, like, you would think it would appeal to me because, like, I'm, like, I have, like, a similar story to her. But I hated it. Like, I felt like I was being lectured to by my parents the entire time. I'm like, this is so god awful. 
Uh, uh, Q, I hope you're happy. You have spawned a Jizz Burrito uh, shit taco uh, debate in the chat. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> People are litigating which one they would rather have. Oh, God. <laughs> so compared to Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, um, I, I, I don't know what's worse, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, but that's not important. So compared to those two um, similar powers superheroes, I think She-Hulk is uh, a million times better, which is why I think it's just okay. My problem with Miss Marvel is that it's the Mindy Kaling uh, vision of being uh, an Indian girl. Like, like, like Mindy Kaling writes Indian girls like, yeah, you know. Is she part uh, of, like, was she involved? Uh, no, but it's the Mindy Kaling style, you know, where it's like, uh, the yeah, I've never girl. seen like okay, I saw like oh, that oh. the pilot episode of her doctor TV show. And like I thought it was horrible. So like I, I never saw the rest of it. Mindy Kaling makes being an Indian girl sound like the most like you are the most unfuckable, uh horrible looking you know, like she she had this show Secret Lives of uh, Sex Lives of College Girls and the Indian girls like saying like, you know, stuff about Yeah, I never watched that. I'm I'm hairy and full of acne and this and that and this is why I got it and people are like, like what's with you, Mindy Kaling? Like and and Miss Marvel was written by a Mindy Kaling uh, protege, uh-huh. and it had some of that. Like why is she like a nerd? Like like why can you have an Indian girl just be like? Yeah, I think what, what girls one, don't know is like guys will fuck anybody. <laughs> That's what most <laughs> girls don't know. Yeah, and, and I was like. I feel like if she was a white girl, she would have been like, you know, one of the hot girls at school or something. But I just feel like once they make it a brown girl, it's all about how dorky she is. And she's just a giant, like, you know, okay. um, a, a recluse with no social skills and she's goofy. And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Mindy Kaling always writes those girls and she just felt like a Mindy Well, Kaling I do know that uh, she loves Kamala Harris and uh, Hillary Clinton. So that's another reason to hate her, I guess. <laughs> she she does. She she's she posted she posted a picture of uh Kamala Harris at the inauguration and a picture of her daughter looking at Kamala Harris and she was like she put a caption, Hey mommy, uh someone that looks like you was on T V. It's like, okay, you do not look like Kamala Harris, Mindy Kaling. Like what what are, what are you talking about? Your daughter did not say that. Your daughter is not uh, yeah. mistaking Kamala well, Harris. Well, you know, Kamala Harris is half Indian and Mindy Kaling is full Indian. So, you know, it's close. It's close. Different heights, different shapes, different shapes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely different to everything else. But besides the race. Um, yeah. but I, I always hate when people use their kids to talk about themselves. Like, okay, you're Oh, yeah, especially like with celebrities. Like, like, they have, like, nothing yeah. better to talk about, you know? It's, like, all, like, selfish narcissism. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh wait, we have we have V. I think we're going to end it with uh, V. But but Karthik, uh, I want to have you back on for Falcon the Winter Soldier because you're very pro Falcon Winter Soldier. I want someone who's pro Falcon yeah, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I like that. That was very entertaining. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, actually, actually, enjoy She Hulk. Cute, cute. Oh, where, last... do fall, where do you fall in Falcon the Winter Soldier? I uh I again it's, it's one of those shows that had a great premise and had like a lot of like it had so many so many good possible directions to go with it uh a couple of really good themes to be explored and just squandered everything like I would say like out of all the out of all the uh, post 
Infinity, uh, the post end game shows of Bruce, Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably had like the like strongest the- set of games and premises and completely blew them. Yeah, the uh, black Captain America, uh, I- Isaiah Bradley, was pretty cool. I really liked seeing him. Yeah, even like the even the um, I forget the name of uh, the organization that what's her name? Uh, black 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 Smashers. Yeah, yeah, the Flag Smashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they took uh, I think a, a pretty interesting like they took a, a low quality concept from the comics and turned it into what could have been a great theme to explore. Um, especially like talking about like things like overpopulation, uh, climate justice, refugees, and all that, and they just com- like completely shit the bed on it. I, I think it's probably the most solid uh, that they've had so far with the worst payoff. Um, what I didn't understand about the Flag Smashers is like, uh, what was their big idea? Like, like okay. Half the people were gone, and then you know people got free houses and stuff. Now half the people came back. How was just blowing stuff up? Like like what did they want to be done? Did they want to kill half the people again? Uh, I I didn't understand what their ask was, and it was bothering me a lot. Like you know, and they and I felt like what I didn't like about it is I feel like if you're a right wing and watching that, it solidifies the idea that liberals just and leftists just want free stuff but if you press them to explain any of it they can't tell you anything besides just uh blowing stuff up so it was really well it's it's disney man you know so at most they'll have a very surface level explanation of everything you know no what i just couldn't understand what they want what 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 it was was that uh it was like people who were like displaced and yeah, like people who are like displaced um, due to the blip, uh, and also like people who are already poor, and because like half of the planet was gone, they like gave like housing and resources to a lot of people. But then when everybody came back from the blip, they just kind of like it was like, oh, well, sorry, you're out of luck. Whatever. No, 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 no. Go. I get their issue. What yeah. did they want done? Like, like, okay, oh, okay like, so yeah, now everybody's back. Wanted, what do you want yeah. done? Do you want to kill half the people again? So, or, or like, like, wh- no, no, I think it was more so like the amount of resources that were allocated to like help them. You know, there, there would, there should still be the ability to have resources allocated to help people that were dispossessed due to the blip. Like again, like I could see it being a, a fairly strong premise based on uh, how we already handle refugee related issues now but like because you only saw it through the eyes of a few of the flag smasher people and they were just like there was nothing sympathetic about them whatsoever they just they completely wasted the premise like anybody who was like one of those displaced uh post return of the blip blipped people that you couldn't see through the eyes of the flag smashers like there was, there was none of that. Like, you didn't see any... And so far in the Marvel Universe, you haven't seen anybody um, that would have been affected by that displacement that wasn't uh, seen through the eyes of them. The, the, the weird thing about well, the show... Well, Q, if they did that, there would be ro- there would be no time for all the jokes, man. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and we couldn't uh, g- yeah, we get, get horny off of She-Hulk's uh, ass. 
So you yeah. clearly misunderstand what <laughs> they're we, doing. We wouldn't now, have, you know? we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have found out that Captain America doesn't need fuck. You are correct. Yeah, we can't have sex and philosophy at the same time. Oh, oh, that was something else I saw Jessica Gao say in an interview. She said that she had actually planned to do the Captain America is he or is he not a virgin thing throughout the whole season. Like, there's going to be like six episodes. Uh, he said that she wrote so many jokes about it and Marvel forced her to wrap it up in one. So so, so her idea, and she was so proud of it. She was laughing to herself. She was going to uh, have Captain America as a virgin. She thought it was such comedy gold. Yeah, dude, I really don't give a shit how, how many girls Captain America fucked or not, okay? Like, I could go to, like, Spank Bang for that if I wanted but to. Six, but six episodes of it, like, it's not that funny even for, like, one joke. And you're going to do it yeah, for, like, like, six? I don't get why people are obsessed with, like, if Captain America had sex or not. Like, who cares? Like, is that why we like Captain America? No, it's because he's a badass. Not not, not because he's, like, a virgin or, like, not. Or not. I don't know. Oh, but Agreed. last thing I want to mm-hmm. say is, uh, mm-hmm. do you guys have any predictions for what will happen in the last um, six episodes? Great question. Uh, I, predict, I predict that there's going to be a lot more cameos. And I predict... Um, well, that's all they have is cameos. She's gonna lecture somebody about being a man in the final fight and then punch them. You know, I I love it if if in like this show or like which it's never gonna happen, but I would love it if it's like in the next if like eventually like in a movie or an upcoming TV show, there's gonna be like some guy that lectures a girl about why it's difficult to be a guy as well, and it won't happen because if that happened, there would be like so much hate it would get. I mean, like Marvel is doing sexist trash. It would happen if um, he was supposed to be a bad guy. I think I think then it wouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, uh, great talking to you, Carl. Thanks, guys. We're going to go to um, V. Um, some something else with um, I was going to say one last thing about uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. It, it drove me nuts. It's an, another example of they don't know how to write likable people and unlikable people because John Walker was supposed to be unlikable, and to me, he was the most upstanding guy. Until they just tell you at the very end, uh, hey, hey, he's going crazy. He, he's he's nuts. But meanwhile, Carly was not likable at all. And Falcon gave Carly more benefit of doubt than he gave John Walker. Like to the very end, like he was doing everything to, uh, you know, she's threatening innocence, trying to dr- drive them off a off a cliff. It's, uh, but we you know what we we have time to, we have time to talk about it. I guess so. I'll just wait. Uh, hey V, how's it going? Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. Oh, good. How are you guys? Oh, I'm good. It's like 11 a.m. Yeah, um, I, I had something to say about... Wait, 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 V, real quick. Yeah, you sound like uh, Charlie Brown's... Very muffled. Yeah. Yeah, is there a way you can make your volume louder? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk my earphones. Yeah, maybe it's the earphones, or maybe there's a way you can speak closer to the mic. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you can you guys hear me? Yeah, it sounds yeah. much better. Okay. Yeah. So I have some opinions about Jessica Gao before she worked on She-Hulk. Um, I, I I knew that she was like the head writer of one of the Rick and Morty episode, which is the Pickle Rick one, if anyone remembers. <laughs> Uh, like it's it's a huge meme when when like uh when whenever like the the thing 
where Rick himself became a pickle, and then just do, and then just do this whole John Wick shit, and and everybody just uh, like, including me, I, I just had had a bit of a uh, a meltdown just laughing at the like just because of the dialogue, but I think it, I think, like, not not going for that John Wick shit. Uh, but the uh, I, I think that there were uh, before um, I had this con- uh, before I, uh, before it's my turn to have this conversation. Somebody somebody mentioned it's like a, 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 a sort of like a pop culture thing where it, it where it's sort of like whenever something got mentioned, everybody would be like going ape shit over that that particular particular thing. And I I've never seen She Hulk, and I I just thought about like what like about how like they're trying to like the first time when when Pickle Rick meme got started it was it was quite hilarious for me but but then it kind of like whenever uh, like after the whole Pickle Rick thing finishes it, it sort of like get really really sell and I think it's the same with She-Hulk I don't, uh, apparently I've never seen an episode of She-Hulk so I can't really um, judge the whole the entirety of it I, th- I think one thing with um, the Rick and Morty example is they have a very strong writer's room and one thing that I know about how TV works even if somebody is credited as the writer in an episode um all the writers still work on it. It's just one person gets to get the credit because I guess they come up with the overall concept or maybe the A plot. So being that Rick and Morty had a very strong um, writing staff, I have a feeling, and I, I can't prove this, but I have a feeling they probably helped balance a lot of Jessica Gao's weaknesses. You know, because there were some parts of the Pickle Rick uh episode that I didn't like and I thought were kind of corny and now yeah. unfairly or not I now have just decided that they were, they were all her because now that she's in charge of a show and gets to pick her own writers and everything and you know it's just not as good as as, as the Pickle Rick one you know and, and I'm and it just has convinced me that uh, she was not responsible for the best parts of Pickle Rick yeah I could be wrong yeah um and also, the second point I want to make is that since, like, the the trailer show, the, the She-Hulk trailer did show the, uh, the last shot where, where Daredevil appeared, I'm, I'm, like, as a fan of the Netflix series, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, not in a, we not already in a know, good mood. We already know they're going to fuck up Daredevil. Like, we already... Yeah, we don't know. We we saw what they did to, to <laughs> we saw what they did to Kingpin on Falcon and the Winter Soldier or um, yeah, uh, the Hawkeye. Yeah, we, they, ner- they nerfed him so bad. They nerfed. Oh, it was it was bad. It was bad. I didn't I didn't see. Oh, it was it was terrible. Oh yeah. yeah, they com- they completely like one eighty on his character. Yeah yeah yeah. They, mm. Like it was so like the opening of him. Just say uh, 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 I want to remind the series it, it, it belongs to me. That was that was like that had me quacking. But the the last the last fight that that was like a letdown for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like he like they had Kate Bishop fighting Kingpin. Yeah. T. Uh, Kate no, Bishop. Wow, no, no. I'm just Kate I'm Bishop, just, just letting that marinate. Bishop won Kate Bishop one v one in Kingpin. Oh yeah. sh- wow. Yeah. Whew, that's something. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to inflict the the uh, emotional trauma that that. No, no. I'm, I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of glad because if I saw that in real time, I would have been uh, disgusted. Yeah, so I, was, kind of prepared I was. I was watching it, and my my jaw slowly just like slackened <laughs> until I looked yeah. like the mummy. It was it was so bad. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, same. You, you know what, you know what was... it is, too? Like, and the MCU, like, Phase 4 has just, like, they have the worst capacity for this. They'll take already established big bads. Like, they, everyone talks about how much they've done it to the Hulk, but they've actually done it to a lot of them. Uh, they've done it to Abominate. Now, uh, you know, they, they also did it to, to King Ken, but they'll take established big bads and then completely nerf them for the new characters. The whole the whole nerfing thing yeah. is is really annoying because it, there's so much there's so much of it in phase four. Like I felt I felt they kind of nerfed I felt they kind of nerfed uh, Bucky too. Like that, that kind of drove me crazy because in Winter Soldier, I, yeah. he was doing stuff like like they they, they he was unstoppable. America, yeah, he was one v one in Black Panther. Yeah, Captain America threw the shield at him full force in uh in Winter Soldier, and he just stops it with, with one hand like nothing. Yeah. And in this one, like um. Uh, John Walker throws like a shield at him, uh, and then he just gets knocked over, and his his arm shorts out. <laughs> like yeah. throughout it, he's just like totally uh, get nerfed left and right. Just just drove me nuts. It, yeah, keep in mind, like he was uh, with uh, you know Super Soldier Steve. He was fighting him hand to hand. Steve was like fighting for his life, like barely barely cutting it. And uh, it took both Falcon and Bucky to take down John Walker uh, with the Super Soldier serum. No, no, totally, totally. I I agree. Like um, he fought, he fought yeah. Iron Man with his armor on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm like I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not going to pull back on Disney Plus. I, I think it's it's more of a fact that right now they're doing a lot of like fan services and see if there really stakes and yeah, not not much of a interesting like not in, uh, not, inter- not not a lot of interesting pr- blueprints around the uh the continuity of the MCU like yeah i think i think their i think i think their plan i think their plan um is that they feel like the MCU has so much goodwill and is so unstoppable that that they believe that they don't have to actually that they can just use the built-in goodwill to sell all these characters. But the problem is everything has its limit. Like even something like the MCU, if you do too much shit content in a row, you know, even even something like this, even four, even three phases of goodwill uh, are gonna end up end up going away. Like like I like I think they, they think they can just do whatever they want, and it's just a guaranteed billion dollars uh, each each time, and it's already starting to have diminishing returns. Like. Was the first real flop? No, Eternals was the first real flop. But then Thor 
Love and Thunder was the first flop with an actual uh, A-list, um, you know, big character. character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, like, thanks for uh, thanks for the chat. I I'm gonna hop out. Uh, hop up now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait! I found a TikTok. Tell me if you guys can hear it. Through through the music uh, pipes through. This is uh, an Indian girl made a TikTok, and it's called the main character in every Mindy Kaling show. Oh God! And, and to <laughs> me, and to me, the first couple of minutes of, of Miss Marvel, maybe maybe it's unfair. Maybe it wasn't that bad, but it felt like it was gonna be like this, so I didn't watch it. But uh, tell me if you can hear this. Oh, hi. My name is Priya Prakash. As you can tell, I'm Indian. It's so embarrassing being Indian because my mom's super strict and won't let me buy push-up bras or even have sleepovers. It's so annoying and I wish I was white sometimes. And ugh, I'm so horny all the time. But no one wants to even have sex with me because I'm so ugly and Indian. My life would be so much better if I looked like Jessica from Spanish class. And don't get me started on my worst enemy, Jordan Goldberg. We've been enemies forever, and he doesn't realize how much smarter I am than him. I'm the alpha here. Oh. Yeah, and then I saw like her rival was this white girl with blonde hair uh, in the Miss Marvel show, and there was a there was a geeky white boy that you know she liked. I'm like, oh, this feels so Mindy Kaling. And then I saw that the writer was actually a Mindy Kaling protege, and I was like, uh. You know, I'll so, say that uh, I'll, I will mm-hmm. say if there's any credit that I can get to it, it's not as self-being as Mindy Kaling humor. I, I can say that. Okay, wait, wait. Karthik is uh, back up. Uh, okay, V. So uh, if you have anything else, if you don't have anything else to say, I was gonna move on to Karthik. But if you do, uh, here's your chance to get your last word in. No, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's good uh, talking about this. So, but yeah, I, I think. Uh, I rest my case. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on. The- great, great. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Thank you. You too. Uh, hey, Karthik, how's it going? Hey, guys, what's up again? Uh, I will say I've enjoyed this talk uh, uh, much more than the She-Hulk show. And like I said, I, I like the She-Hulk show more than I don't, I'd say. But this has definitely been more fun. Um, but speaking about uh, Mindy Kaling, like I said, I I only saw the pilot of her um, doctor show, or whatever it was called, from like ten years ago. So, do you like like any of the TV shows or films she's been in, or like her style of comedy? Her, believe it or not, when she's not writing her own stuff, like when she came on, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. She was so good. Like I actually wish they um I actually wish they made her into a regular character. I don't know if, if you, you saw her on It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I've never like I actually don't watch much TV. I, I see a lot more films, but no, I've, okay. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, she she did a really good job on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I and I thought she actually killed it. I thought she did a did a great job. But when she writes her own stuff, she has too many of her own weird quirks in it a lot of times to me. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna try to find something in particular. Well, she has to be the victim that like no guy wants to fuck. Yeah, but I'm gonna find something something very specific that 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 she did. It's a it's a clip from, um, the show. I, I gotta find it. It's it's really. 
<sighs> Crap. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go on mute and, and look for this clip because this is a clip from her actual uh, show, and I think it's actually uh, worse than the parody that you just heard. Let me show you. Uh, okay. Well, I will say this about her. Like, uh, people don't probably don't remember this, but she had a cameo in the 40 year old virgin, and she was pretty good in that. I thought it's only like a few minutes, but you know, I, I thought she was oh. entertaining. Oh, oh, she she was she was also good. She was also good. Uh, I think let's give her credit. And uh, I saw her, I saw her in an episode of I saw her in an episode of um, Curb Your Enthusiasm during the pandemic when I was binge watching the show. I thought she did a good job uh, there as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised that she didn't have like a, a cameo in Miss Marvel as like some doctor lady or like some relative. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised at that now that now that you say it. I mean I didn't watch the show so I didn't I didn't know that, but uh hearing that she didn't have a cameo in that was surprising, especially since the person was apparently some kind of protege of hers from what I understand. Okay. So like I, I know our expectations aren't that great for the she- rest of the She Hulk show. But what, like, good things do you guys think can realistically happen? Or, like, should realistically happen in the uh, last six episodes? Sorry, I was still, like, looking up for, the, looking up for this video. Um, yeah. I'm like, not... I'm asking, like, like what, what kind of stuff do you, uh, do you want to see happen? Uh, I would like to see. I would no like to see two. some actual comedy that's actually funny. I guess because yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know what else. <laughs> well, there's a team of writers. Maybe maybe they accidentally hired a, a good one. Like a good one fell through the cracks. And actually, but even even if even if they did, they'd probably edit her jokes to be unfunny by the time they. Yeah, I I don't know. Q, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I mean. I don't have any faith that anything that I would want to see happen for the show would actually come to pass. But yeah, I, I, the wall breaking moments actually having any sort of like coherent sense with the overall story. Um, and that, that like the funny moments are less like, haha, men, dumb, men, bad, uh, haha, Jennifer Walters superior. And just like, like, stop being afraid to have flawed women characters. Holy fuck! Like I was saying this the other day that the only, um, the only Marvel superheroine that's ever gotten a good standalone property is Jessica Jones. That's it. There's nobody else, right? Like Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, Black Widow. Black no, Black Widow. None of them. Not a single. Not a single one of them has had a decent standalone property besides Jessica Jones. And you know, I, I remember seeing. Jones, uh, yeah, what were you saying? Yeah. No, Jessica Jones was a deeply flawed and fucked up character, and there was obvious reasons for that. But they weren't afraid to like get in the dirt. And I don't know what it is about the Disneyfication of the MCU that has made it impossible to. It's the House of Mouse, man. Disney. You got to conform. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, wait, wait, real, real quick. I found the House yeah. of M. Real quick, I found it. Let me, let me get, let me get this up. This is, this is from, from the, the show, uh, Sex Lives of College Girls. Ugh. Okay, but Bruno the Gora before I killed this. Oh my God. Wait, wait, that is what? the wrong thing. Hold Can on, you repeat hold on. that? 
Uh, yeah, like most of the Twilight films suck. Like I, I they're they're not good. I, I will I will say the Twilight films were watchable, even though I didn't like them. Like like they weren't like boring, which is uh, I disagree. To me. Oh really? I, I only saw the first I, one, but I remember uh, it was funny watching him sparkle. He was so emo. It, dude was so was so was so uh, serious. But, um, I will say this, like, I actually really like the first Twilight film a lot. Like, I think it's like a simple and sweet, like, romance, like a young romance story film. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a Romeo and Juliet type story. And, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's really simple, but like in a good way. Like, it helps that it's a pretty simple story. Um, but because you said that's the only one you saw, but like New Moon and Breaking Dawn Part One, there it's like, super boring man like nothing happened in those films especially breaking dawn part one like the only thing that happened is like they get married and then they fuck and then she gives birth that's what it's and it's two hours long like that's not a movie that's just like false marketing yeah the only one i saw was the first one and uh like i said the first one wasn't wasn't boring that yeah yeah that's 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 a shame Oh wait! Did he get kicked out or did he leave? I don't know what just happened there. I uh, I'm not really sure. Um, okay. He might have, he might have accidentally booted himself up, but I think it's a it's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, I agree. It's like almost midnight here. Oh, I see Geo's there. Uh, sorry, Geo, but um, yeah, we're about to end about to end the room. It's been like over two it's been hours. A couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get ready to go to sleep myself. But yeah, yeah. Um. Call in earlier next time, Gio, and I'll and I'll put you first. I'll I'll skip I'll skip everybody and put you first. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for um, joining us. So next time we're gonna see a league of their own. I want to hear Gamby Man's uh, thoughts on it. I think it's a very weird show, and and uh, I have conflicted thoughts about it. So I really want um, to hear what Gamby Man has to say. I have I have thoughts that I've, I wrote down from the first couple episodes, but I want to I want to get all the way through it. Like I don't want to. Uh... I think I need to like comment on the show in its entirety because I'm already seeing some red flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally do. You totally have to comment in, in its entirety. It's 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 it ends in some weird places. But yeah, everyone, thanks. Have a good night, and we'll see you soon. All right, see ya.